Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw. This is Matt Chat, Larson. You go ahead and do it, because i got to save my voice. Yeah, save your voice. very important answers I have. Those who are unaware, this is going in raw. It's our pro wrestling brand, our show, our channel. This is Matt Chat's show. Where we take questions from you, our twenty dollars patrons, <laughs> and put them on our show. Um, we got other tiers on our Patreon. Patreon, Patreon, yeah. ten dollars yes. gets you a postcard. Didn't mean to put you on the signed spot by there. us. Yeah, man. Oh, intro the show. I'm on cruise control, man. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Also, a twenty dollars a month. You get Friendo Care Package, comic book stickers, poster, two-sided poster at that, uh, postcard, uh, all sorts of great stuff. we got other tiers. Check it out, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Definitely. Um, but you don't want to hear us talk about our stuff. Let's hear the Friendos talk about their questions, and then we'll answer them. First up, we got Ryan Rugani. Let's see what Ryan Rugani has to say. My question is, with the last call-ups that they botched completely, and now they're bringing the top four guys up now, they're just going to get lost again. What, what is Vince doing? This isn't a takeover angle. This is a, hey, can we come play angle? This is this is something else. Uh, too sweet and hearty handshake. Thank you, Ryan Rugani. You want my? I have green tea in here. You can have the rest of it. No, I'm good. It's good for it's good for you. It's for your health. Oh, it's in there. It's green tea. Uh, it's a tea bag right here. See. Tea bag. You in a second here, uh, Vince. Rude. NXT call ups. We saw some NXT showcase talent. Call-ups. I don't know what they Exhibition are. Exhibition matches. We'll find out on Monday if they're still hanging Maybe. around. Maybe. I assume they're not there Monday and Tuesday. They're just not going to be there. That's just, that's it. It was a showcase. Yeah. Well, we might find out more. Hey, look. They made some big announcement uh, on NXT. Shocking announcement. Yeah, we're shooting this before said announcement, so we don't know what it is yet. It's like hours before the announcement, but it's been days since the announcement's been made. Yeah. When this runs. So, I don't know. We'll see. That announcement could very well relate to this question. We just don't know yet. Yeah, I'll go first, though. I, yeah. I, look, I understand what Dave Meltzer, the dirt sheets are saying. Vince just did this. Didn't really give a lot of consideration. Popping ratings. I get that. I do, however, wonder if uh, they're going to try to use uh, NXT uh, as uh, competition, as the, the main line of offense against all elite wrestling mm. uh maybe some counter programming perhaps put it to two hours monthly uh takeovers uh i don't know something along those lines maybe we'll see that uh or maybe honestly maybe he's just you know hey i want to surprise some people he likes surprising people he probably heard maybe he accidentally caught halftime heat and he was like, man, these guys are... I can't do a Vincent Press right now. He's like, man, these guys are These guys are great. There you go. These guys are really good. I want that on my show. He's like, wait a second. We can sign them, and they are signed. Oh, cool. Let's we'll just toss them on Raw and SmackDown. People seem to like For them. a week. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Maybe they'll be gone after that. We don't know. No, we're telling other stories right now, Vince. No, no, no. no just what about the four NXT calls we just did back when there was a shakeup? We were, fans are the authority now. Yeah, we're not using them. Vince like, oh, we're not doing anything with them, so let's just do something with these guys. No, he just says, oh, we're not doing anything with them. <laughs> and that's the end of it. Oh, we're not doing anything with them. <laughs> Go ahead. You, you, you give your answer. He doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, he man. doesn't know. Well, he knows. He just doesn't. Well, he knows what he's doing in terms of them being on Raw and maybe SmackDown. He knows what he's doing in that moment. Yeah, exactly. But 10 minutes before and 10 minutes no, after. He doesn't know. There's See, no plan. I'm not saying anything Meltzer said is 100% truth, but it's food for thought. Yeah, sure. And his track record, Melser, that is as good as as pretty much anybody yeah, it's else. Pretty good. Um, so if he says that uh, they were brought up because Vince wanted to highlight the wrestling on his wrestling shows, yeah, what a concept! Yeah, and so right. he brought up the four best wrestlers from NXT uh, to do that. I mean, it doesn't seem outside the realm of possibility of something Vince would do. Yeah, without any thought about. Um, how it affect the stories, not only on, on Raw and SmackDown, 
but also down in NXT, where two of the people he brought up were just were champions there. <coughs> um, and uh, he also mentioned that apparently Triple H wasn't like in the decision making process. He might have even known about it before Raw. Yeah. Another thing he said is that initially it was supposed to be one on one Finn versus Ricochet. Ooh, whoa. And that, of course, yeah, Finn, you know, kind of champion, he was going to get the win. Yeah. And Triple H's like, mm mm. Oh, wow. No, uh, Ricochet's not showing up on Raw to take an L. We're doing this tag match. Wow. So Vince has, he, he, for, imagine his mind is like, we need, I want better wrestling on the show. Give me the best wrestlers from NXT. Someone said, the four best. Good. Get him on a plane up here right now. Put him on the show and have him wrestle really good. That's the extent of his thought into it. Yeah. That is the extent of his thought into it, I feel like. It's he felt great. like, I want better wrestling. And part of the idea of I want better wrestling on my show might be to combat the idea that All Elite is going to be so wrestling-focused. But that's... Here's why it'd be weird to me... Seven and a half months down the line. Here's why it'd be weird to me if the, the thought process was, I want better wrestling on my show. Who are the best wrestlers we got down on NXT? Who's known for best wrestling? Because here's the thing, when he's wanted to do that, all he has to do is, like, we just saw it a week ago, put Kofi in a gauntlet match, put Seth Rollins in a gauntlet match. I know. Get your best wrestlers out there that you have. Because here's the thing, everybody, I actually firmly believe this. Everybody on main roster, save a couple obvious names, maybe. Everybody on main roster, you toss them down on NXT, you give them the kind of prep time they get for those takeover matches. Oh, they matches. can put on a great match. They can all put on five-star matches. I think that the talent level is so high across the board in that company <clears throat> Uh, that they can all do that. Yeah, you don't need to bring up people from NXT to put on great wrestling. Doesn't give the talents you have there an opportunity to showcase their talents. I feel like I'd like to think that Vince knows that. So I don't know. This might be more of a let's do something unpredictable for the fans. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he knows. I don't think he knows. <laughs> I think he got he he got a thought. I'm going to do this. Give me these names. All right, put them on a plane. They're going to wrestle this week. Something tells me that's the extent of it. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. That's the extent. That wouldn't of it. surprise me. And then uh, we could find out. We could have found out Wednesday what the plan is. We could find out Monday, tomorrow, from when this goes up. Um, if they show up on Raw again, then maybe they're sticking around a bit longer. But right now, I don't know. I don't think anybody really knows. They're probably in meetings right now as we're shooting this. There's also uh, there's also uh, tapings that are happening tonight. Today, yeah, yeah. on Wednesday, yes. Yeah. So who knows? Next from Graham. Let's see what Graham has to say. Hi Steve, hi Larson, Mecca Sant up there. Anyway, my question this week is what, How do you think Vince McMahon feels about Alistair Black? Probably the first time you ever seen him last night, and I want to like what you think he thinks of him with his look, and do you think Steve do you think Vince will like him? And how do you think he'll get on the main roster? Anyway, too sweet. Thank you, Graham. Thank you, Graham. You go first. Uh, he probably wishes he was about a foot taller. Oh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. You know, Vince, Vince likes his beef. He likes tall guys. He likes tall guys with muscles, mm -hmm. um, historically speaking. And uh, something tells me that he would be uh, intrigued if he had uh, Lars Sullivan at his disposal. Mm -hmm. However, Lars is just doing whatever. Yeah, he's gone. You haven't heard anything about what's the deal with him. Um, so I would like to think that Vince would see the marketability of Aleister Black because he's got all the tools. Mm -hmm. He's got an incredible mystique about him. Yep. He's got a lot of natural charisma. He's pretty good on the mic. Yeah. He's capable of putting on really good matches. Yeah. Um, if you're looking for someone, I hate, I hate to say replace The Undertaker mm -hmm. because I don't think anybody can replace The Undertaker. Yeah. You know, he's he's a singular talent. However, however... If you're looking for someone on the main roster who's not not a supernatural character, but someone who has that mystique and could carry that mystique for a number of years, if not decades, mm -hmm. Alistair Black is your man. Yep, he is your man. Yep, he's got that. Um, I, I I would like to hope. I'm, Triple H sees it. Triple H definitely sees it. Yes. Um, does Vince see it? I don't know. I think he does. I'll tell you why. Because look at where the other guys were placed. You had. Uh, Ricochet in a tag match with the well, Intercontinental Robbie, Champion. Match. He singles Just, match okay. on SmackDown, yeah. He had a singles match against Eric Young on SmackDown. That's like a jobber match, basically. That's like not a good... That's not a major showcase right there. You had him with Finn Balor in a tag match on Raw. Uh, the other guy, Champa and Gargano, who are two fantastic singles wrestlers, they had them tagging as DIY. Uh, Aleister Black had the... Of all the guys in NXT, he had the most prominent position... Uh, on both Raw and SmackDown, 
They let him do his entire entrance thing. They even brought out the little bed that goes up like that. They put that on a plane and put it somewhere or, and sent it to, to Ron SmackDown. Well, it's in cargo. It's so, the cargo part of the plane. So they did you probably. Think, think about a ticket for the, uh, his, his elevated platform. I think they probably put it on Vince's personal jet. Probably. That's probably what they did. Unless it was too heavy. Um, so they, had, uh, they, they wheeled that out. They had Kevin Dunn figure out how to film fake candles. Uh, oh, I'm sure that's B-roll from NXT. They just sent that on a hard drive. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> I don't think so, man. I think that was just there. I think you saw the candles right next to him there. I'm guessing they, uh, uh, those guys got in the plane and flew from Orlando to Lafayette. Like a couple, They probably arrived like an hour and a half before the show started. Dude, if they put, if they if they put the bed thing, if they set the bed thing, then they, they sent some candles with it. Oh, okay, yeah, that's easy enough. Oh, yeah, I thought you said something about fake candles. Well, whatever those. I thought you meant the video stuff. Oh no, I meant no, I meant the candles that they you know right. they do the one yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah, no, of the yeah, candles. yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure those are fake. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, they had those in the room. That was on his carry on. What's that? Those were in his carry on. Yeah, they brought those out, and they had Kevin Dunn have a guy with a camera right there, so they figured out his entrance. Two shots. Uh, and they put him in there with uh, one of the best wrestlers on the roster, Andrade. Day before Elias. Uh, you know, I don't know, Elias is Elias. They seem to like him, but not enough to do anything with him. Uh, so I think I think Vince sees money in him. I think this is... I don't know, man. I, I don't know what I believe. I don't know if I believe that Vince uh, never watches NXT. I don't know if Vince understands who's on NXT. I don't know if Vince keeps his eye on NXT or if he's an avid watcher just like you and I. I have no idea. I don't know. Uh, we've heard various conflicting things. I don't know. Uh, part of me thinks that this is the first time Vince has ever seen Aleister Black, given what uh, yeah, commentary, commentary was, was saying, obviously in his voice. Um, or if he had seen Aleister Black before on NXT, is a big fan of his and decided to do some fanfic commentary for Aleister Black, thinking that he's got the algorithm. That's entirely possible, too. Oh, man, I, I've been waiting for this Aleister Black character to come by. Now I'm going to show commentary how it's done. He works for nine to fivers. <laughs> he fights for blue-collar people. Yeah. Um, also for the forgotten, though. People I, left, you know, uh, what else did they say? People oh, have been... oh, so there's uh, Alice Black has never quite fit in. That's who he fights for. Oh, also he fights for 95ers. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I can go by is the placement. If he had tagged with Finn Balor and then took on Eric Young uh, and Ricochet was in the other spot, I would say Ricochet is viewed as the guy who's got more money, uh, you know, in the eyes of Vince McMahon. But he seems to think Alistair Black is a standout uh, singles competitor there. And uh, that, that's what I have to go off of. So I, I think he sees money in him. You know, I, let, let me let me ask, who do you hmm. think he sees more money in? This I don't know. <sighs> Lars Sullivan or Alistair Black? Lars Sullivan. Oh, God. Okay. Let's move on because that's depressing. You're probably right. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Uh, next up, we've got Zach S. We do. Let's see what he has to say. Let's go see more some Andy Frenos out there. It is your match at all famer Zach S. Coming at you with another match at question. This question this week is Steve Morrison. Let's assume the rumors are true. Ronda Rousey does retire after WrestleMania. When we look back in a couple years at this WWE run for Ronda Rousey, do you think it's going to have any change in how people look at her entire career, looking at MMA, the Olympic stuff, and WWE? 
Or do you think it's going to be the same as when Ronda Rousey left the UFC? Because I'll be honest, I think people are still going to look at how Ronda Rousey left the UFC on a very sour note. I'll be honest. When you look at how she handled the losses, I think that's going to overshadow the WWE stuff. But that's just me. What do you guys think? Thanks, boys. Thank you, Zach. Thank you, Zach. Getting back to that last question, do you think Vince sees more money in? If you see them, if, if, if you take time out of the equation, Finn Balor or Aleister Black? Finn Balor. It's Alistair Black. He's taller. Uh, Not much. Zach asked this question. Ronda's legacy if she leaves WWE after Mania. Legacy, she gets a seven. I think she gets a seven. I think uh, she's the highest profile, legit mainstream crossover star since Brock Lesnar. To get to WWE, I think that uh, it hasn't been without its uh, hiccups. I think they've been few and far between. I think people tend to forget any bad stuff that happens, and I, I think that she's been pretty good so far. So I think her legacy... It's going to be good. It's going to be seven. Yeah, I think it'll be fine. I mean, I'm kind of familiar with uh, how she exited UFC and how her run kind of fizzled after she suffered her first loss. But I really don't – like, if I, when I think Ronda, I don't think that. You know, as you said, when people – you know, with the perspective of, perspective of time, people seem to focus more often not on the positives rather sure. than the negatives. Yeah. And so you think about the dominant run she had. You think about her how, – how quickly she uh, – uh, adapted her style, uh, acquainted herself to the WWE, and it was really impressive. So if she's only in the company for about a year, um, I think that only serves to enhance her legacy as a, a, a combat athlete, if you will. Yeah. Um, from being an Olympian, dominating UFC for a stretch. I mean, it's, it's not very often that uh, an athlete in any sport is as dominant as she was for any period of time, mm-hmm. much less, much you know, less years yeah you know um and especially ufc where the turnover rate is so high you know generally what she was on top for what three years four years something like that it's, was it even that long yeah i don't even know if it was that long i mean the thing is she is everybody's correct when they say she's a trailblazer i mean ufc basically invented the women's division for her or the that division i know they do weight classes yeah um but she basically made you know, women's MMA in UFC, mm-hmm. they saw that, you know, uh, what she was and how dominant she could be and what a draw she could be. And she turned out to be that draw. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I It's it's such a weird thing going from it, her situation is so unique in that she's. So she had like a three year run on top. Okay. In that she's, she's exactly been to the years. top of two mountains first in legitimate sports and then in WWE. Mm-hmm. And I think she'll be most remembered for the UFC thing because it's legitimate mm-hmm. because, you know, she was able to do the WWE because of that, because of how legitimate she was in the UFC. It's not like Brock who went from WWE to, you know, legitimate UFC. I mean, he was already legitimate as a wrestler, as an mm-hmm. amateur wrestler, mm-hmm. but then he goes to UFC and, and cleans up and, you know, cleans house rather. Uh, and wins the biggest title there. And if it wasn't for his diverticulitis, who knows how much further yeah. he could have gone. Yeah, who knows if he, he would have even gone back to WWE. So Brock, you know, again, singular, unique thing. I don't know how people, you know, people view WWE stars as entertainers. That's what mm-hmm, they are. Mm-hmm. And I think when you pair up something that, and this is this is not this is not meant at all as, as a knock on, on pro wrestling. I would never do that. But, Legitimately getting to the top of a sport is an achievement, I think, that is perceived as probably more impressive than getting to the top of the pro wrestling business, where look and presentation can can outweigh, in the eyes of promoters, uh, can outweigh legitimate athletic ability. Um I don't think you can be at the top of the pro wrestling game without legit, legitimate athletic ability. I mean, look at Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, if you don't have anybody putting you at the top, like a Vince McMahon, uh, and you have to go there yourself via legitimate competition, mm-hmm. I think to the general public, to the general society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get your point. That's rewarded. Yeah, more. yeah. So. Hope I phrased that eloquently. Yeah, enough. you did fine. You did fine. Uh, Long run. Ronda's legacy is 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 fine. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Rampersad's next. See what Christopher has to say. Hello, Steven Larson. So my question is, do you feel that Becky Lynch's push has lost momentum? Like, she didn't show up on Monday or Tuesday on Raw. I feel like, you know, they, they haven't focused on her. Like, they should be to build up this Mania match. 
What do you guys think? Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, Christopher. No, she's not losing steam. She's off TV for a week. They're selling the uh, suspension angle. What do people she's chant? What, what have people been chanting whenever? Becky. Yeah. She's mentioned all the time. They, they, yeah, mention her a lot. You know what she's doing? She's not peacefully serving out her suspension. She's at home thinking, thinking of ways to go out there and stir the pot. Scheming. Scheming to mess things up, to go after Bronda and Charlotte without the risk of getting arrested and losing her job entirely. Ooh, yeah. She's devising a new plan yeah. to go out there and be the man you know she's doing without also, facing any repercussions she has that and they're even developing this in the background of certain scenes charlotte gave that interview yes and becky's backpack which she probably had like a recording device in listening oh feast your ears right yeah so she is uh she's everywhere no, i think dude people pop when they see her and this is actually to be honest with you it is it's actually kind of a smart storyline they're playing out here because I don't know. This is probably going to end up being a triple threat. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen next week on Raw. They'll probably have her, I don't know, show up and force her way into the conversation again for the fight uh, or for Fastlane because that's like two weeks. Yeah, I know. Um, so, no, man, they're keeping her off. They're having her, like, show up and attack, and it keeps things unpredictable. You know, we're not getting Becky promos every week coming out saying the same thing. We're not doing that. It's when is she going to, ooh, what's she doing? Well, they say about absence. It makes the heart grow fonder. Yep. Uh when she showed up on crutches, she had me fooled. I was like, oh, man, she's busted up. She's getting in that ring, and she's just going to talk and run her mouth and stuff. And then, bang, she swerved this guy. Yeah. You know. She beat the heck out of uh, Ronda and, and Charlotte. Holy moly. So let's be, let's be patient. Let's wait and see how the story man. unfolds. Don't be so impatient, Christopher. Becky's not losing any momentum. It's, it's all good. It's, it's fine. great. It's, it's fine. fine. It's great. You know who's great? A.O. Worm. Yeah. See what he has to say. Yeah. Hey, what's good, everybody? Hey, yo, Worm here with another Matt Chat question. Steven Larson, do you guys believe in the notion of everybody deserves to win a title in their profession of wrestling? Like, do you think that Joe will inevitably win a title? Do you think people like Ty Dillinger will ever win a title when he goes back to the independent scene? Like, do you think that everybody, regardless of what they do or what they did deserves to win a title of some sort. Let me know what you guys think. Take it easy. I'll let you later. Thank you, A.O. Worm. Thank you, A.O. Worm. So, in certain situations, yeah. I'm a big fan. I'm, I'm a fan in certain situations. Smojo is a great example of a guy who hasn't won a championship in on main roster. I know he's an NXT champion. He hasn't won a championship on main roster. But there's something about that dude that just comes off as he's the kind of guy who never phones it in. He is always so – he's great with everything he does. And I think that he could – he would enhance the legacy of any title he put his hands Absolutely. on. And so in, in his case and guys like him – Yes, I think I think a title run would be great. Kofi Kingston uh, is a guy who has been decorated many, many times. The only uh, thing he's missing is is a world title. Yeah, and and right now because of how awesome this momentum is behind him because of the story, yeah, I, I would love to see him get that world title. Agreed. I don't think uh, if. Okay, so take a look at like Christian, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Guys who are already so decorated, mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think Christian's what thirty day or whatever his run yeah, with the world frame. title. Yeah, yeah. That to me is is sort of less. I don't know. That's well, to, there's to me that's not really there's 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 it depends on the situation. It does. It does. It depends. Does everyone deserve to win a title? No, not everyone. Yeah, he right. mentions Ty Dillinger. I like Ty Dillinger fine. Oh, I, I missed that. He yeah, went, he missed oh, Ty. No. no, Ty doesn't do no. Based on the work no. he has put, done in WWE, I thought in NXT there was a storyline in place that they could have done it. Mm-hmm. Um, on main roster, I mean, he if if here's the thing. If if let's just talk about WWE main roster for, for this question. If you are, as you mentioned, like example, like Samoa Joe, a guy who never phones it in, a guy or woman, for example, never phones it in. Um, comes to work, ready to work, bust their tail, uh, do their part to the absolute fullest. In the process, um, uh, starts to build a brand for themselves, regardless of their heel or face, 
they get a reaction. Um, if they put the work in, if they if if if, if they can build themselves up. T- so that in the fans' eyes, they are they are championship material. Then yes, put a belt on them well, by, let, all, by let, all means. Let me counter with this really quick. If Samoa Joe, here's the thing: I I honestly cannot think of a moment since Samoa Joe showed up in NXT, all the way till now, that he has been misused. Yeah, I think if if Samoa Joe, I'll put it this way: I mean, he could have picked up a win where he lost some matches, but that's not the same as being misused. He's always been cast. To heighten his immense strength. If Samoa Joe goes another three years and yeah. decides to call it a day, yeah. and he doesn't win a title in those three years, yeah. and he has continued to be used as good as he has been used, and he continues to hit everything he does out of the park, yeah. and he doesn't win a title, I think he would be fine with oh, that. Oh, totally, totally. I think I would be fine with that. Yeah. I think everybody would be fine with that because it's really, how are you respecting the character? If the character... If if the character has always been used, you know, in the highest manner, in the most respectful way possible, mm-hmm. and he just never wins the title, and you never make that part of a story because that character doesn't really care. Well, they have made a part of a story before. Yeah, but a minor part. I mean, yeah, I know, people I know. will throw, and it just it rubs off like you know, it just wicks off him. You know, he doesn't care. He he cared when Jeff Hardy said it. Yeah. If you go back to your your Christian, but they've never had a whole story about Samoa Joe's never yeah, won the big one. Yeah, never won the big one. Yeah, I know. Um, you know. Go back to your Christian example. Here's like with Christian, it seemed like a thank you, thank you for your service, which I'm not huge on. In the right scenario, I don't mind. But like I if think Kofi wins it here because the story works exactly, so I, well. I think that's the thing is that story has to trump. Yeah, story story has to trump service. Yeah, like uh, again, Christian. If they had come up with an interesting, well-told story, which led to him naturally, organically win that title, mm-hmm. yeah, totally, hundred percent, yeah, because it's all in the service of a greater story, and that's great. Yeah, and for the most part, like I, I don't think everybody deserves to win a title. Like if you sign a WWE contract, doesn't mean you're going to get a title at no. some point in your career. No, but someone like Christian, who was with the company, <laughs> and I know he was in TNA for a while, for the better part of twenty years or whatever, fifteen years, yeah. whatever it was. Um, put his buy in the line in a lot of matches. Yeah, did a lot for the company. Yeah, you give him a month of the title, it doesn't really hurt anything. I mean, it's not like the it, Christian. He's he's well decorated. Uh, and granted, might be with his thanks to his association with Edge. He's relatively popular. He's got a killer theme song in this early one too. Let me, let me ask you, you're ridiculous. Let me ask you something. What? Let me ask you something. I'm just throwing this out there because I the think the World Heavyweight Champion really didn't, championship really didn't mean anything. Anyway, I kind of believe it. Because I kind of believe this. Would you rather be the guy who had a meaningless 30-day world title run? Or would you rather be... Or would you rather be... Yes. Yes. Chris Hemsworth is going to play Hulk Hogan in a movie. That's Oh, amazing. my gosh. That's great. Anyways, continue. Or would you rather be the guy... The Rick Rude, the Mr. Perfect, who people will always say, the Scott Hall, who people always say, man, that guy would have been a killer world champion. You know, I think at the end of the day, I'll let, I'd probably let my bank account do the talking for me. Well, yeah, I agree. But if you cared about legacy stuff, like in the eyes of fans, I think that being the guy who everybody says, man, talk about one of the top 10 guys who should have had a world title, as opposed to, man, he had a 30-day title shot. That sucks. You know? I guess it depends what you find fulfilling. Yeah. I think I think legacy. I think to fans like the, got, Rick Rude could have had like a thirty day WWF title run, and have been like, okay, well, big deal, whatever. He did. Have, he had the WCW title or something. Like he had that. the WCW International title, which he, no, he had the NWA World Championship. I'm pretty sure. No, he's not in the legacy, dude. He's in the legacy for the inner for they they did like. It was. I think they did. I forget what it is. Yeah, they did like a separate thing. No, I understand. I know. I know they had all sorts of weird belts going on. Yeah. Oh, he's in the NWA, W International, World Title. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a weird thing. Look at the legacy of that title right there. Yeah, it is weird. I think it's like just him. That's how I was confused. <laughs> it's something. He weird, was the yeah. American heavyweight. But it was. It was the big gold belt. Yeah. It was still the big gold belt. Yeah. Yeah, three times though. Yeah. It's good names though. Flair, Rude. Yeah, he's only around for a year. Yeah. I forget what the lineage was. It like splintered from... I think that's when uh, Flair showed up on uh, WWE with the NWA title. No, that was 93. Oh. No, that was 93. That was 92. It was 92 to 93. Look back at it. Pretty sure it was 92 to 93. 
93. Oh, I said 93. I thought the first one was 93. What was it called? The international title? Uh, yeah, there you go. Try that. We're doing this live on air. I love yeah, it. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. That's nope, not, not the title. it. No, it's WCW International. Let's put that in. Um, but so for example, like Mark. Oh, Henry, no, I thought, sorry, yeah, you're right. When Mark Henry won the big gold belt, it was it was pertinent to story. Yeah, and it also felt like a thank you. I think in that situation, it's awesome. Totally cool. It's yeah, great. Well, it also coincided with like a reinvention of his character too. Mm-hmm, yeah. So it all it all yeah, it all worked. It all worked really really yeah. well. I'm a big fan of that. In the end of the day, whatever best serves the story they're trying to tell. Yeah. That's cool. But I think the only thing people deserve is that paycheck because you're going there, you're doing a job and you're getting compensated for it. As long as you're happy with your financial situation, mm-hmm. that's kind of all that matters for the fans. Do titles matter? I guess a little bit. Yeah. I'll say this. The paycheck's great. And that's probably prime mm-hmm. opportunity to be nice. We're seeing a lot of people want to leave WB now because they don't think they're getting the opportunity they would really like. Well, yeah, but here's the thing. You know, if you can make a guy happy, I I believe this. I believe you can make people happy and never have them sniff the title. Yeah, and that just, I think it just involves being involved, being utilized, being involved. Yeah, being utilized. I mean, equate opportunity with championships. Yeah. Opportunity to yeah. pr- to showcase their skills and, and be involved in something interesting. I think yeah. that's more than anything. That's probably what wrestlers would be most into. What yeah. they want is just to be involved. But then there's like super ambitious guys like Cena, Seth Rollins, and yeah. it's like, yeah, they, it kind of makes sense for them to have the title. Yeah, but you know, that's rarefied air, man. All right, let's move on to Zena sixty fourth question. I really, I'm really excited to answer this one. This, this is a great Zenith one. Has a great to say. one. Salutations, friend. Though, so Undertaker is now breaking kayfabe and doing actual Mark Calloway interview. So my question is. What story do you want to hear in Undertaker's perspective that, you know, he was there, you know, Undertaker's backstage pretty much all the time, especially during the Attitude Era. And uh, what do you want to hear straight from the horse's mouth, straight from uh, Mark Calloway's perspective? I want to hear him talk about what he was thinking about when he was around the Montreal Screwjob. And I also want to hear his his perspective on uh, Shawn Michaels not wanting to drop the title at to, to Stone Cold at Mania 14. Uh, thank you. Goodbye. Thank you, Zenith. All right, this is one. I, no, you. I, I need to go first on this one. Okay. So I never heard this before. So I was listening to the something to wrestle with episode on Sid. Yeah. And in passing. Yeah. They made reference to Sid maybe pooping his pants oh, during his match against Undertaker at WrestleMania 13. <laughs> I want to know if that happened. I want to know yeah. if Sid crapped himself during the main event. Yeah. Of WrestleMania. Yeah. I need to know that. All right. Side slam. Side slam. Sid. <laughs> Oh damn, son! And then Sid say, "I'm not the master and ruler of my bowels right now. <laughs> my my bee hole." So yes, I want, I want him to confirm or deny that Sid crapped himself in the main event of WrestleMania. Well, we got to get man. We have to get a meet and greet ticket for Tim Spulak so he can three hundred bucks. Is that a good three hundred dollar investment? I don't know. It depends what what it yields. Eww. If you can have our questions answered, yeah, and have him do an intro for the show. I don't know. Would Would you pay three hundred dollars? A hundred fifty. I'd chip in. Would you pay 150 bucks to find out if Sid crapped his pants? In the Maybe a event? scoop, man. That'd be exclusive. That'd be an exclusive. Oh man, that'd be good. Would you be able to videotape him saying that? Maybe. I don't know what they'd be able. I don't know what they're allowed know. to do. I don't know how much time you get in meet and greet. I think it's just picture autograph next. Just, yeah, I don't know. We got to tell him what to do. Uh, so there's a couple. Number one, like recently, I want to know what his next guy. I want to be. I want his take. On how Vince feels about him being at Starcast. Oh yeah, there you go. Because apparently Vince feels that if he's a Starcast, he's basically signing with all the wrestling. Yeah, he Vince reads the the rumors, the dirt sheets. Uh, what do you think? What do you think Vince pays more attention to, NXT or All Elite Wrestling? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <clears throat> probably neither. Yeah, probably. Probably neither. Uh, Imagine he gets like daily memos of of industry news. Everything broken down in like two seconds or two sentence uh, blurbs. I, I don't know, man, because like everybody, everybody always said that he doesn't pay attention to what's going on outside of wrestling or outside. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Outside of WWE. Outside of WWE yeah. You know? Yeah. Who knows? Uh, but I really want to hear uh, Taker's story about when Vince McMahon told him that he was going to be that Vince was going to be the higher power. That's what I want to know. I thought we were bringing in a new hot star for that. No. No, it's going to be me. It's depressing when I can't do Vince. Anyway. It is. 
Next up, Patrick Sparks. See what he has to say. Hey, friend, it was Pat here. All right, so I was listening to something to wrestle with, and they were talking about uh, the aftermath of Eddie winning the title after No Way 2004. That was such an emotional moment and whatnot backstage. So, if you could be a fly on the wall in any situation like that, like Eddie winning or, say, Daniel Bryan retiring, the aftermath backstage of any big event or whatever, what would you want to go back and see and be there for and witness firsthand? And I know we've said that the Montreal Screwjob would be cool to go back to and witness that and everything, so let's take that out of it. But what do you guys think? Thanks, Randos. Bye. Thank you, Patrick Sparks. Thank B-Man. You. Thank you, B-Man. You go first. Yeah, that's his name. Uh, or do you need me to go first since you don't really have an answer written down here? Uh, oh, no, no. That's, that's what my answer was. That's what my answer was. If I could be in the fly on the wall for anything, it would be the day WCW was bought by WWF. That would be fascinating to me. That would be absolutely fascinating to me. Walk in there, see people walk, and, and Shane McMahon's there, and they're like, ay, 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 you know? Yeah. I imagine that would be their reaction. Yeah, all sorts Cartoonish. of cartoon sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Steam can out of their ears. And then they start to run, and their legs are in a big yes, whirlwind. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I want to be there when Daniel was decided that Daniel Bryan was going to pick up that title WrestleMania 30 mm-hmm. and be there when it happens because... I think he was kind of the first of the ring. No, I guess CM Punk was. But CM Punk never had that stage at WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, The first of the Ring of Honor guys to get to the top of the mountain on the largest stage possible. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's a hell of a journey to go from wrestling in bingo halls in front of 100 people, getting paid in hot dogs. Yeah. You know, having to work, you know, a real job or a job outside of wrestling uh, to pay ends meet. And then, you know, to, to get to WWE, be let go, get to WWE, be part of the Nexus, gets fired after the first thing, gets hired back on, uh, and kind of was begrudgingly, you know, on Vince's part, begrudgingly made world champion after he cashed in, lost the title in 18 seconds to Sheamus. And just the groundswell of public support mm-hmm. led him to the top of the mountain. I think it's just kind of a really cool story. Yeah. I wonder if it's as underwhelming uh, a story as when Jericho won the Undisputed Championship mm. and he walks backstage and like nobody's really there. Yeah, I know. I it, something tells me it's just as mundane as that. Oh, like, probably. You know, probably. Um, Where he it goes back to his his hotel and then gets locked out and mm-hmm. eats cold pizza and stuff like that. He's probably told like, do you think he was? Nah, he wasn't told the day of that he was winning it. I don't know when he was told. I know Jericho. I think was told day of. Yeah. Uh, I wonder about Daniel Bryan, how far in advance he yeah, knew. Okay. I mean, it's funny because we all knew that he was going to win. Oh, yeah. Because it, it wouldn't make any sense if yeah, he the, didn't. Yeah, the story needed in that way. Yeah. So, I don't know. I wonder when they decided, like, when the decision was made. I'm sure the story's out there somewhere. Yeah, probably. Let's go through the back issues of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Yeah, exactly. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. 
You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Next, returning Matt Chatter, Cult of False Realities. Nice. See what he has to say. What's up, Steven Larson? It's the Cult of False Realities here formerly known as AJ Styles Contractor, back for another match chat question. And my question actually has to do with Kofi Kingston and his future career in WWE. Now, before I get into that, I want him to win this title for obvious reasons, but my question actually has to do with him retiring. Now, I know it's not going to be anytime soon, but when he leaves, it's going to be somewhat of a void that needs to be filled. And I want to know who do you guys think could take his place? Who could be his contemporary? And also, who should be his last match? Me, personally, I think it should be either Mustafa Ali, Montez Ford, you know, somewhat, some guys like that. But let me know what you think. Too sweet, hearty hand, shake. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you, Cult of False Realities. I'll go first, Steve. Uh, as far as this, if Kofi's last match, two options. One, Royal Rumble. Uh, he always comes up every year with some kind of clever, inspired, highly athletic way of avoiding elimination. Sure. Um, he does that. He sticks around till the final two. Yeah. He is ultimately eliminated. Uh, uh, but hopefully before then, he wins that WWE title. Um, barring that, Randy Orton. There's a lot going around these days about his previous feud with Randy Orton in 2009. I don't know if yeah. Randy was... Kofi's, you know, greatest rival, uh, you know, in his pre-New Day days in WWE. <laughs> but for the sake of this answer, I'm going to say yes. All right. Um, extended feud with Randy Orton. Now, in, in, in Cult of False Reality, you also mentioned, like, who could be the next Kofi Kingston or who would maybe kind of take his spot in WWE whenever he retires. And I don't know if anybody can necessarily take Kofi's spot. Um, he's been around for such a long time, built such a bond with the WWE universe that when he leaves, he's going to leave a pretty massive hole. Um, but if he if he just means someone who's got a ton of charisma, is has all the athleticism in the world, it's Montez Ford. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say uh, <clears throat> next. Uh, Cult of False Realities here uh, sort of mentioned his name, Mustafa Ali. I think he could be the next Kofi Kingston. Mm-hmm. He's young. He can have. I mean, Kofi's just been around for a very very long yeah. time. I think Mustafa can he's be. He's still too. in his. He's like in his late thirties. Mm-hmm. He's thirty-seven or thirty-eight. Yeah. So he's still got a lot of. He's like the age where NXT guys get signed. I know he's still got a lot of mileage in him. Um, as far as his last match, <coughs> a New Day triple threat. That's what I want to see. We talk about endlessly about oh Shield triple threat. Hey, how great is it? We're not getting that this year. <laughs> it's pretty interesting. <laughs> well, that was going to be a guarantee. I mean, yeah. it sucks about Roman. That's awful. Yeah. Hopefully he's doing well. But uh, yeah. It's kind of interesting how things pan out. Uh, yeah, New Day triple threat. I, look, I think they, they can build it without breaking any hearts if it's Kofi's like retirement thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can build it without breaking any hearts, have it be uh, a really heartwarming thing where people are crying tears of, you know, uh, bitter sweetness as mm-hmm. opposed to, oh, mm-hmm. you know, they're, you know, whatever. Oh, why, why do they all hate each other? No, man. It's going to be like a triple threat, but of love. Yeah. You know, about New Day versus the bar. <clears throat> or no, it's gonna be New Day Usos. Uh, That's the yeah. tag team rivalry. Yeah, 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 that could be too. That could be too. So, because I just I feel like his, you know, the second half of his career obviously has just been New Day, and yeah. that's really that's put a laser focus on 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 Kofi. Yeah, in terms of his legacy. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Whenever he does retire, he's gonna he's gonna be missed for sure. <clears throat> Next debuting Matt Chatter, Gion Halili. First match chat question. Welcome. Welcome, Guillaume. Jacksonville's number one. What's going on, friendos? It's Jacksonville's number one match chatter, Guillaume. And this is my very first match chat question. So I remember uh, a few episodes ago, Steve mentioned he loved the alternate universe stuff. So here's my alternate universe question for you. If TNA never made their terrible, terrible business decisions and practices and Dixie Carter never put 
what she thought was great in front of actually running a good business. Could TNA be a competing company with WWE right now? Uh, could they have snatched up the AEW guys? Let me know what you think, guys. And this has been Jacksonville's number one. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Guillaume Halili. What is it? What is it? Jacksonville. Jacksonville's number one. Oh, man. It's, it's rough. Yeah. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Uh, here's the thing. TNA was chock full of talent for for every right thing they did. And they did a lot of things right. They just shot themselves in the foot over and over again. And I think that's one thing that, that you really need to look at with all the wrestling is that TNA, they really did prove because they – they really did prove that there is a hunger in the world for an alternative to WWE. The ratings proved it out. They had one episode that like passed 2 million. And if that audience was willing to, if there was an audience that was at least willing to acknowledge and try something different that wasn't WWE, they could have maybe captured that audience. Now, it would have required people at the top with good heads on their shoulders. And I don't know what, how far. How far in time do you have to travel to find that, 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 that fulcrum by which if they had not made or made a different yeah, decision, no, things so would have done differently? Thing. Is that when, is that goes far back as Jeff Jarrett doesn't get the idea in his head? <laughs> no. To start his own promotion? That's why I mean. I just don't know how far back you have to go to find that turning point. Here's the thing. There isn't, I'll put it this way. I'll put it this way. There was never a single moment that could have been changed in TNA. There was not one moment because of the number of mistakes. There would have had to have been a number of changes, a number of quantum leaps made to correct. There was like that three-part episode of Quantum Leap where he leapt into three people, like uh, all in the same like family, and he like made several corrections to that family's timeline. There would have had to have been several, several quantum leaps uh, to fix TNA's timeline. But the, the general basis, the general premise of an, a non-WWE company here in North America with that, that utilized a, a youth base of exciting wrestlers who are being developed and... Uh, veterans who, if their egos could have been checked, could have been used properly, uh, then it could have succeeded. But I don't think there is one moment in time when you can say, hey, switch out you for you, and then everything's great. Like if somebody else that really had a strong head on their shoulders that wasn't, for example, Dixie Carter, you know, uh, who brought in? Didn't she, was she the one who brought in Hogan and Bischoff and Russo? And Russo, like, is that something that could simply be changed? Like, take out uh, Dixie Carter out of the equation, add somebody who really understood what they were doing. You know, if Cody Rhodes had been born ten years earlier mm -hmm. and he was in that position, could that have been the situation? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, but I do think that there was. I mean, whether or not they'd be, you know, competing, compete, like literally competing, almost putting WWE out of business. That never could have happened. No. But they could have been. Uh, they could have They could have not turned into a joke. They could have not turned into a joke. They could have been a solvent, profitable company. And they could have uh, forced WWE to keep their creative game strong and not rest on their laurels. I think that's a possibility. Yeah, it's but a possibility. I, it, it, would have been a, it would have been a couple changes, I think. Probably been a few changes. Long line of changes. Yeah, I just don't know. It, 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 the, the, the stack of mistakes might be too mounting and, and vast. I don't know. I don't know how much of a snowball effect it was, though. That's what I mean, too. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know if it was one mistake was made. Uh-oh, we messed up. We got to do something. And then thus another mistake was made. I don't think it's a snowballing situation versus just a series of, of not necessarily related mistakes. That all yeah. just led to an inevitable uh, decline of the company. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not a, a TNA historian. I mean, if you can, if you put it this way, how about this? Ooh, here, here's a good one for you. How hmm. about this? Hmm. Take Dixie Carter out, right? Mm -hmm. What about in this alternate universe? Paul Heyman takes over. Uh, well, Paul Heyman, or what if Triple H never got married to Stephanie McMahon? All right, 
and uh, had a falling out with WWE. All right. And he took over and had the complete and total reigns there at TNA. Okay. I think you're looking at a situation there. Maybe. Probably would have worked. He would have had a massive chip on his shoulder to stick it to Vince, too. And he's got the mind for it. He That's does. A possibility. But did he in 2003 or 2005? Uh, did he what? Have the mind for it then that he does now. Oh, well, they said they saw it pretty early on, you know. So, yes. The answer is yes. All right. Next, the enforcer, Stevie Bradley. What's up, Stephen Larson? I come to you from a shipping container. As I sit here on a cold Wednesday morning, I think to myself, what makes a crowd like we saw on Raw this week? What are the ingredients for what we saw? How did we come to that disgusting pie that we had on Monday? Let me know. Too sweet. Party handshake. Thank you, Enforcer. Thank you, Enforcer. I don't know. Uh, like, what are the ingredients that lead to not just a, a quiet crowd, but uh, apparently um, a friend of ours who was at Raw this week, who's from the Lafayette area, says this is like a regular thing. And we've spoken about, uh, or we heard about Corpus Christi being regularly one of the least enthusiastic audiences for WWE programming. And so I don't, I, for me, it's, it's a larger thing than what makes any individual crowd not seem like they're not enjoying the show versus what is it about certain geographical areas yeah. in this country that are less enthusiastic about wrestling than others? Because you know, you got Philadelphia, they're rabid, New York, Chicago. Um, I can go on and on. Cities, you put a wrestling show there, it's going to be packed. The crowd's going to be into it. They're going to cheer. They're going to boo. They're going to get involved. They're going to enhance or potentially, due to their uh, overreactions, uh, uh, detract from the show. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, you're going to get a loud, boisterous audience that, on balance, is going to make the show a better experience. This is a, a big, big country we're in. And uh, there are, for example... You go to Texas, <clears throat> what's all the rage in Texas that people kind of don't really care about out here? High school football. High school football, yeah. High school football. And so I would imagine there are certain pockets of the country where there's a large geograph- geographical swath that simply doesn't really, get, hasn't traditionally given a crap about WWE I wonder, product. Well, I wonder if it goes back further than that, whether it goes back to territory days. Now I know, probably. I think in Mid South, yeah. they would run New Orleans. Lafayette, from understanding, is about a couple hours away mm-hmm. north. Yeah. I don't know if they had regular wrestling, right? On a you know, like on, I don't want to say national level, but a, you know, one of the major territories. Like mm-hmm. did Crockett run through there? Did Florida? Did Mid South? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's it's in, it's, it's a quote unquote wrestling town. Yeah. Whereas you know, there's a lot of cities that we know are wrestling towns. Mm-hmm. St. Louis is a wrestling town. Mm-hmm. New Orleans, Memphis. Mm-hmm. You know, Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. And go on and on. Yeah. Hot um, yeah, yeah. You get hot crowds because the, the, the cities are steeped in wrestling history. I just don't yeah. know if that's the case for Corpus Christi or Lafayette or whatever. Yeah. I just don't know. Sacramento's not a big wrestling town, but it's a very nerdy town. Mm-hmm. So I think we usually get pretty decent reactions. Yeah. Like the crowds are pretty healthy here because we're, we're, we like our nerdy stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's it. I don't think that it's like, you know, I think there's like swaths of the country that don't have WWE Network. You know, they're like, what is this? No, I think it's, it's, I would think, I could be completely wrong. No, I think you're right. It goes back. I think it goes back probably like, you know, generations. Absolutely. It's interesting to listen to the the latest, I was listening to the Pritchard podcast, WrestleMania 9, because we're doing a going in raw view, or did do a going in raw view, haven't done it yet as of shooting this, talking about how in, that period of time, the early nineties, how they were losing TV contracts, not just overseas, but in, here in, in the U S too. So, you know, part of it's probably house shows, uh, regular, regular live wrestling events happening in that city. Plus I would guess also television. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. how much, how much television, uh, or how much wrestling was on television throughout the decades, you yeah. know, seventies and eighties and nineties. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. No, I, th- I think you're probably right. I think it's probably a conglomeration of things. You know, next Richard Morris, take it away, Richard. Hello, Stephen Larson. This is Richard Morris with another Matt Chat question. If you could manage one wrestler or team from each brand, who would it be and why? Thank you very much. Too sweet and a hearty handshake. Thank you, Richard. I am disappointed in your NXT answer, to be honest with you. Why? 
I see you as more of a Street Profits guy. I thought about Street Profits. I think you're more I of a did. Street Profits I guy. I did. However, yeah. War Raiders fancy themselves Vikings. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I'm of Scandinavian heritage. Okay. I guess it made sense. There you go. There you go. Um, do you want me to just finish mine since? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, in SmackDown, I'd like, I would like to be managing the New Day. They don't need me. Mm-hmm. They don't need me. Mm-hmm. New Day seemed like a ton of fun. Get out of the New Day. You don't exactly. Need, you, they don't need me. You couldn't even be Booty's Worth. Get nope, out of here nope. with that. So I'll go. I'll say the club. Okay. <laughs> that's cool, man. Yeah. That's a good one. And then on Raw, the Revival. Okay. Oh, that's okay. I could see you with the Revival. You know, they want they want like an old school tag I could team see manager. You as like a Brian Zane type with the right, Revival right. tracksuit. I yeah. can see that. Rip off his gimmick. Well, that's I'll do I do my own thing. Nah, you just rip it off. All right. But yeah, I thought with the Street Profits. That'd be fun. Take a look at some uh take a look at Maybe Montez Ford can teach me how to do the shoulder roll thing. I want to learn how to do that. So, uh, I would want to manage uh, the grizzled young veterans All right. in NXT UK. All right. That'd be your, your NXT pick. Because I want to go. I want to go to Liverpool. You want to be on the tour I want to be given by tour. guide. Zach Drake doesn't seem to talk that much. So, But Gibson's a great talker. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe I'll be uh, Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews. And I'll get him some better music. I'll say, listen, Mark. Your music is garbage. Wow. Your band sucks. Real talk. I'll at least pick the guy who's in the mod culture. Let him choose some songs. Like that guy, every move of his is named after a Who song. Yeah. Get a Who song as your thing. Well, that's that or a fake money. Who song. Yeah. There, there you, you go. go. So Anyways, maybe that. SmackDown. Uh, over there on SmackDown, who would I manage? The Colognes. Uh, <laughs> the Colognes. Uh, I'd do a series. I'd, I'd bring sanity back to prominence. I'd manage them. I'd just jump into the and I, there'd be like a series of vignettes, all shot on nice DSLRs, yeah, uh, with good lenses. All right, and we'd be like out very squatting locations. Mm-hmm. Like guys, I got you a nice hotel. You're up at the Ritz this week. Let's go there. And Eric Young is like chewing on a dead rat. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want to get it. I can't do that right now. Yeah, don't don't try. But you know. Uh, I'd be like, this is terrible. So it'd be very comedic. It'd be good. Yeah. Uh, over there on Raw, give me some names that I could act that I could manage, and it could be singles acts. Baron Corbin. Uh, no, not gonna do that. Don't want to get on the <laughs> Titanic. No thanks. Uh, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. Uh, yeah, that's good. Just call them losers a lot. All right. Wow. Man, you guys suck. Wow. This is the worst. Way to motivate. Yeah. Well, you guys are the worst. Get better. It's hard. It's you know, it'd be real nice if you won sometime. It's tough love, man. I'd be on their podcast. Uh, yeah. And then NXT, uh, I would manage. Um, I thought. Uh, oh, man. What? I'd manage the Brazilian team. Oh, that's good. Uh, Cesar ja- Benoni and Benoni, Adrian Jaoud. Jaoud. And then and I think they Tenara Conti. Tenara Conti. That's good they pick. just be talking shit about me behind me. And I'm yeah, like, in I Portuguese, know saying, yeah. You know, yeah. I'm like, and Espanol, por favor? And they're like, no, it's Portuguese. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, different language. You have like, to go learn God Portuguese. Damn it. No, no, on Raw, Lucha House Party. Oh, yeah, it'd be fun. Oh, man. That'd I'd be manage fun. the shit out of Lucha, be Lucha House Party. Hola, friendos, amigos. Mi nombre es este man aquí. Domingo, Sunday. All right, don't lose your voice. We got a full week yet. Grande, grande. It's big. I'd say big a lot. I'd say, what do you think about your group's lucha house party? Grande. Muy bueno. Muy bueno. Uh, final delicioso. question. A text question from Nemo. What babyface wrestler could you not see doing well as a heel wrestler and vice versa? I think just about anybody in WWE is talented enough. To be babyface or heel, however, just based on natural personality, or the case may be, they probably are better as a heel or face, whatever the case may be. I think Matt Riddle is like prime babyface. Yeah, sure. I mean, he could be do all sorts of dastardly stuff in the ring, mm-hmm. but if he get, grabs that mic and just says "bro," mm-hmm. man, yeah, it's hard not to start chanting "bro" with him. Yeah, he just he's he's lovable. It's going to be hard for me to take Matt Riddle seriously as a heel. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, could he be a heel? Probably. I think he's better as a babyface. Yeah, sure. On the flip side of that, Ginger Mahal is a fun, entertaining heel. Yeah, he's great. Um, I don't know if he could... I, don't, I feel like if he, they booked him as a face, he'd just be kind of hapless. Yeah, okay. I can see that. Yeah. 
there's one man who should never turn face, and that's Baron Corbin. Yeah. He nobody would buy it. No. Nobody wants to be Let's go back to what Scott Hall said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, come on. Give me a shot. Hey, they Bo. tried to make you a baby until they realized you're an asshole. They realize you're an asshole. Uh and then uh, vice versa, who is a face? Well, at this point, you can't turn Kurt Angle back to a heel. No. Well, that's a legacy. That's different. He uh, He's just too hapless. He keeps on losing all these better. It's different. That's what I'm trying dudes. to think of, of, of okay. younger talent. All right. So faces who could not be heels at this point. Like AJ at this point cannot be a heel. Um, Maybe he could, but he, like his last heel run at the end was so unconvincing. Yeah. Hey, did we miss a Mojo segment this week? Uh, I, f- I thought there was like a thing on Twitter, but I don't remember seeing it. I watched all the Raw. <laughs> yeah, unless I, you're right. unless it was I so short, right. I accidentally fast-forwarded it because it was part of the commercial break. I think it was on just on the dot-com. Oh, yeah. Uh, nobody would. I don't think anybody would really want to buy the New Day's heels anymore. They're too firmly established. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're in Cena territory, basically. Yeah, they are. They're totally in Cena territory. I w- I'd love to see Bailey as a heel. Oh, that'd be great. You ain't shit. That'd be great. Yeah. That's it for today. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Till next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Go rest that voice. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.